In this episode of 92Y Talks, join the cast and co-creator of the popular BBC America series, Orphan Black, for a look back and forward to season four. The conversation was recorded on March 31st, 2016, in front of a live audience at New York's 92nd Street Y. Nice. All right. Cheers. Cheers. So as I tease, I've had a chance to see some of the uh, the season. Um, and one of the things that you've said at uh, various other places is you really thought about this season as a, uh, a, return, a revisit to some to, to, the, to the past, exploring the past. And watching it, I, I felt like uh, going back in time. And you, you know, there, you sort of saw a cul-de-sac at one point on the street of Orphan Black, and you didn't go down that way then, but now you're going down that way, and suddenly it's like an enormous boulevard. That's sort of how I feel about this season. We're discovering the the past is turning into this great uh, this great piece of history. Really left behind. So, what were some of your ideas going into this season about revisiting uh, the, the the history of the show? Well, I think John and I, you know, as we moved through season four and as the show like moves at this crazy pace, we're always like going, "Oh, that went past too fast," you know. And and we, there was a bunch of things that we marked in our first season that were like, "There's more story here." And when you're fortunate enough to have a show that runs three seasons, you've created your own mythology. So we were at the point where, where we decided we had enough now that we could go back, we could take a break, go back, and, uh, and get that feel that John really wanted of the first season. Of I think it was kind of important for us that at the end of season three, we wanted to like not end in a kind of, you know, Kira, crazy, these kinds of, <laughs> that kind of climax, we wanted to end in a different way. We wanted to end in a kind of place where it was like, we had answers, we, we felt some sense of safety and resolution. We kind of had a weird sort of happy ending, you know, don't you think? It was mm -hmm. kind of happy. And, uh, and then so we could, so that we could, like, yeah. so that we could kind of begin in a different fashion this year and, and, and explore some of the things that we set the table for in season one. For the cast, what was it like knowing that you were going to be, uh, after all this history that you've had uh, in the show, going back to revisit certain things that we haven't seen in a while, or thought about in a while, like going back to, the, to that period in your life and your characters' lives before, with so much history that's gone on now? I think so much has happened. We've all done things in the past that may or may not come back to haunt us, and, and it's kind of inevitable that things will bite you in the butt, basically, on this show. <laughs> so it's, it's inevitable that we're going to go back to that place. I love what you were saying about it. You had uh, the, the Not what you that... said. No, what? no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm in. Well, how many minutes in are we? How long? <laughs> but I liked what you were saying at, so, at some point earlier today. You had a, what, Origins? Origins. Origins. Yeah. Oranges? <laughs> Oranges. I had an orange. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it felt like a, like a return to, like a, like a search for the origin. I think that's always been the kind of driving thing, which is like the who am I search. And, and I think we really start to kind of go back to that core um, mission in this, in this season. Yeah. You certainly come back, uh, as we saw in that clip there, just, just, just the idea of having that, that, that thing in your mouth. It gets back to the, some of the body horror that we saw in, in season one and throughout revisiting that idea of how, these, uh, 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 how the clones have been violated, their bodies have been violated, really, and had stuff done to them that they, they wouldn't want. Yeah. So you, unless you want a worm in your mouth. I don't know if that... Well, <laughs> some might. Yeah, there's a real invasion this season, isn't there? In, yeah. Into bodies and into... Yeah inside. Everyone likes a good nightmare. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know? It, 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 one of the things we do, we have heard every season we always introduce a new clone and there's a new clone that we're going to meet this season. Um, what was sort of the process of uh, inventing her and, how, and what were sort of discussions between Tatiana and, and you and Graham and John in terms of building uh, this season's new clone? Well, you guys talked to me midway through the summer, I think, about MK. Mm -hmm. And we started to kind of spitball ideas, and you guys had a lot of uh, kind of groundwork in terms of who she was. Mm -hmm. But we had rehearsal. Like, we, we got to sit in a room with Catherine Alexandria, who plays my clone double, who's the most amazing. <laughs> and she, she and I got to improvise a bit in the character and sort of discover the voice and, and really delve into, into her a bit more than we normally get, I think, on the show, because usually it's like midway through the season. Yeah, that's harder. Surprise, <laughs> yeah. new person. But this was like, we had a process with her, which was really nice, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And now that you've built that trust, I mean, as, as a performer and writers, I mean, how does that, uh, what sort of discussions are you free to have now when you create clones versus back in the beginning? Uh, are you, do you feel more uh, assertive in saying how you want each clone to be and what, what kind of traits she wants to, uh, you want her to display? It's always felt really collaborative. It's mm -hmm. always felt like, and, and I feel like we've, we've always kind of moved in the same direction in terms of what we're interested in exploring. We all kind of have the same dark sense of humor and you know and 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 find the humanity of the clones interesting and and contradictions so it's it's always been like a really fun easy process that that process has always been really quite smooth i mm -hmm. find and very like stimulating and exciting and collaborative are you, you okay Good to see you. I'm like <laughs> just about sneezed. <laughs> it didn't happen. That was so frustrating. Just look at the lights. On the verge. Stare into the lights. For <laughs> um, but yeah, with MK, it was it was uh, you know it was the same challenges as any class, except for you, of course. Um, there's some you know, well, there's always I guess dialect things and, and mm -hmm. accent things, and this but this was a a particular. Uh, accent yeah. that took a, quite a bit of work. And a real, another fun part of the process is once we've had these preliminary conversations, Tat disappears into the trailer with her hair and makeup team mm -hmm. and wardrobe, <laughs> and she starts to, you know, we get these calls to come out and like find these characters like lounging, doing their thing. <laughs> she was like kind of, there was like yeah, sort where, of hiding in the cupboard. Yeah. She, she's very elusive. MK is. MK yeah. is. Yeah. Not like Tony, who was like leaning on a truck with a pack of smokes <laughs> rolled up in her, her sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always know about your history of creating playlists for characters, too. So what's, yeah. what's on MK's playlist? MK is this band called Sophie, okay. um, uh, which is, like, very pop, but also... It's, like, pop music, but, but the, like, the conventional parts of it pulled out. Okay. Um, and Bjork, definitely. Mm. And um, Todd Turge. All right. Mm -hmm. Run yeah. to iTunes now, everyone. It's, yeah. it's, 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 time to get your playlist. Uh, Jordan, speaking of you, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's fair to say that uh, we see a newly assertive and, and uh, independent Felix this season in a lot of ways. The, 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 the two months of, uh, we, we come back after a two-month time jump, and, and, yeah. and there is some, he's changed, and, and he's really, uh, seems to be on his own path this season. Uh, what was sort of your process discovering him this season? It was just, it was fun playing with the idea of, like, you know, Sarah's had this landmark revelation that she's related to S and Kendall and it, it potentially holds the key to their cure and it's this very important discovery and, and they go off to Iceland and he doesn't go with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's, it's, it for him is like figuring out where he fits in to this, this family unit that's been his entire life, the thing that probably makes him happiest and the thing that bonds he and Sarah more than anything, um, the fact that they have no home, no roots to speak of, suddenly Sarah has origins and he's the only real orphan. And it was, it was this idea of... Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, aww. The same reaction I get everywhere. It's sad. Um, oh. And, oh. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just this, for me anyways, it was the idea of, okay, I, where's my seat at the dinner table? How am I going to make space for myself to be a person outside of, you know, and the growing pains, like just the, the pains of figuring out who you are when your touchstone is taken from you. Like we all go through that stuff, you know, as you get older and you move away from home and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was just, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun sitting in that new dynamic with, you know, S and Sarah and everyone. I had, I had the most fun in those scenes. Anytime I got to interact with those characters this when, season, it was just like, I had tons of fun. When I'm upset with my family, I like to make art naked. <laughs> Autobiography. I can't unsee that, John. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Just saying. Do you wear the same smock that I do? Uh, <laughs> I like to listen you to opera. You wear that smock. The exact same one. The exact, exact same one. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing the costume designer didn't have to buy. Just went to your closet. Yeah, yeah that's like the thing. Is like he's he's there. There's some there. There might be some cool art this year. Mm -hmm. oh, there might be some interesting. The angst will produce something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Christian, uh, for, uh, uh, now that uh, uh, Felix is sort of like uh, sowing his own oats, and certainly it does seem like Donnie is becoming more of a <laughs> be, be becoming more 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 uh, uh, of a part of the Clone Club, and really working yep. with more uh, working with a lot of different clones. He has Helena in his house now. He's, That's true. Helena allows as a him roommate. on him more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pregnant Helena as a roommate. <laughs> Yeah, stuff's gonna happen. Three's company for yeah. the new generation. Three's company. <laughs> yeah. What's been like to expand your uh, uh, horizon, clone horizons beyond Alice? How has it changed your working relationship with Tatiana? As you, it's done? really exciting. I mean, I, I've always wanted that. I think every season is is the chance to spread out into Clone Club a little bit more and be a part of the gang, so to speak. And really, the first chance to sort of see everybody together was that dinner party scene at the end of uh, last season, mm. which was wonderful. But this season, we definitely paired Donnie up with new people that he hasn't worked with before. And uh, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, should I, should I say who I'm working with? Sure, there's yeah, only a sure. limited amount who it pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I get to do, I'll keep some of it under wraps, why not? Uh, yeah. But in terms of like. <laughs> this is the under wraps, under wraps sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, Donnie gets to hang out with Kasima, which is, uh, yeah, it's an odd pairing. Everything with Donnie is an odd pairing, I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, there's <laughs> he has some fun with Crystal as well. Mm -hmm. Crystal and Donnie, that's a weird Excellent. mix. <laughs> <laughs> Are there things you've discovered in, uh, in, in terms of Tatiana's preparation that's different with each clone? Like things you hadn't noticed about her? She as just won't before. talk to me when she's in Crystal mode, she just refuses <laughs> to hang out with me. No, I'm just no, it's, it's, it really threw me at first, um, I guess, was working with Helena last season, it was just so strange to see my buddy Tat, like, all very different, because I'm used to seeing her as Allison all the time. So it, it really threw me for a loop uh, the first few times, but then you just have so much fun with Helena, and we do a lot of improv on set, mm -hmm. and, uh, and improving with Helena is just so ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, there's, there's, like, so much footage of us before action is called, like, when we're making soap. Just the stuff that we were saying with Helena and Donnie was just so out there. Offensive. I, <laughs> probably offensive. Yeah. There's just so many funny moments. I'm sure if you guys were to go through the dailies from season three, which I'm sure you have all the time in the world to do, <laughs> you would find some very odd stuff. Yeah. My, my favorite little bit of blooper with Tat from last year is Tat sitting at the dinner table by herself, <laughs> dressed as a lady. <laughs> Because you have to shoot, because there's four people, obviously she can only do one part at a time. So what? She's out there sitting by herself at this dinner table, which is just supposed to be nine people there. And she couldn't stop laughing because I was making you eat the salt. You were just like, more I, sugar, more sugar, yeah. more sugar, more, put more sugar on it. And I was like, okay. And I, my body was like failing me and my mind was snapped and then I was laughing because it was like the yeah. end of two days of shooting yeah. this it was, one scene it was in, a mouthful of cold sugary broccoli, broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you like so that like, only happens when I'm really screwed like when I'm like very far off the edge of <laughs> sanity my favorite, sanity, time. Yeah. It's my favorite yeah. time to hang out with you yeah. oh, you just kept the camera rolling too you're like don't cut don't cut people this are like gold. should we help her is she okay <laughs> <laughs> She's just sitting at this big table, like by herself. Uh, it was so good. good. I mean, love this is the Lars von Trier scene that we yeah. have. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh God, that was so funny. <laughs> the uh, one of the uh, the uh, things we'll see revisited again this uh, this season is the neolutionists, um, and uh, and and they, they've always been an interesting uh, add-on to the universe because they're all about um, uh, trying to uh, change your body in ways that you might want. Uh, people they offer the opportunity for people to to do something in their body that they've always wanted to, but then the idea is that they're still controlled by that. So, so, so it still tells that there's this idea of freedom, but to a point of what you can do to your body. So in terms of bringing them back this season, what was sort of the, the, the thought process going in? To, to... Well, they were one of those um, elements of the show that as we went past them in season one, you know, uh, and past Aldous Leakey, we were like, Aldous Leakey is like the pop science version and it's, so it's only the it's only like the recruitment level. So we knew that it was that there was more above 
uh, leaky, and we needed to do some more world building before we could go back, and Sarah could go, you know, back into into the, the early days, you know, of Club Neolution, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> um, and and sort of open that can of worms again, because uh, if Sarah's going to like poke her finger in the eye at the top of the pyramid, she's got to go back and start there. That is the weirdest analogy I've ever heard. Poke the eye. <laughs> Good metaphor. Look at the dollar bill in your pocket and try it. <laughs> so if you could come with, with something to, uh, to, to add on, if you were in Club Neolution, what do you think you would uh, uh, add to your body? A tail? Uh, or what, 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 what sort of, what sort of uh, things would you want to do? I'd probably just add more of a glute shelf onto my butt. <laughs> Just really round it out a little bit more. Maybe the possibility for both cheeks to move separate of each other. Just to up the twerk game that Donnie's got going on. Yeah. I'd add like a horse body. I'd be a centaur. What? <laughs> <laughs> fact. With like a unicorn? Those yeah, things. and a unicorn. Your face. Yeah. 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 Just be a unicorn, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at me like yeah, I, it's I, just I got you now. Nothing, man. I got, I don't know, like a. Like, uh, he goes. Felix's body is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Stop it. I, do you know what I really want? <laughs> I really want, like, aggressively long fingernails. <laughs> like, <laughs> like obscene. <laughs> like, like starting to curl? Yeah. <laughs> wear sacks on his hands, remember? <laughs> Guinness World Records. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what you got to do. You want to make a record, you got to be a sackcloth man. That's, that's true. true. That's, you heard it here first. Forget his social life. <laughs> See, these are all story ideas for you. Uh -huh. So yeah. just keep it. <laughs> the, uh, certainly, fans are are, are, are going to be curious. Uh, one one of the things we we know usually characters are uh, we're, uh, the characters are ahead of us in terms of figuring out. We we know something they don't know right now, which is what happened to Delphine last season. Uh, how is that going to be? Uh, uh, what, what are we what, what are we going to hear about? The, will they learn this season? What's happening? <laughs> it was like clockwork. It was beautiful. Right, yep. uh... <laughs> Will they learn this season something that we've that that, that we know or will we see uh, uh, some uh, that secret come to light? How about you, John? <laughs> this is, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's like one of those questions that you just uh, well. <laughs> I love it. What, what do you think? What, what do you? I mean, listen. It was a horrifying thing that happened at the end of uh, you know, especially. Considering um, the love that Graham and I both share for this relationship, uh, let alone you guys, um, I think what I could say about uh, uh, the occurrence of last season is that it has certainly affected a number of the characters. Uh, certainly, Cosima is in a state, um, and there are, uh, you know, there aren't, it's not. Uh, you know, there's there's mystery surrounding mm -hmm. what happened. Why don't we leave it at that? There's yeah. And 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 Cosima is having a very difficult time moving over, right. uh, moving forward because she doesn't have answers. Right. Yeah. yeah. How's that? Really good. That's what I that's what I have to say. <laughs> Excellent. That was really good. Okay. Epic. Yeah. Epic. Well, speaking of Cosima, let's let's do a quick clone check-in. Let's let's talk about where like where Allison and 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 Rachel and everyone is. And as you went into the season, what sort of uh, uh, again, where did you have them in your mind? Where they were after two months away? What, what, how did you sort of think of them? Uh, how they spent those two months? Well, Cosima, I think, has been in grief. Mm -hmm. uh, since since everything happened, and when we see her again, it's sort of um, there's a real denial of the pain of it, um, and it kind of it, you know blind driving forward, which is is totally fake and impossible. Um, Allison is <laughs> <laughs> Allison is also in great denial. Mm -hmm. um, but she's like school trustee and she's like doing her life right. and like trying to fit in clone business as well. Mm -hmm. um, Helena is just luxuriating in her body's changes. Yeah. And the, like, Embracing the hunger within. Eat. Yeah, having right. a fridge. Yeah, for the first time in her life. Yeah. She has like a fridge. Full access to all the eggs. Our grocery bill has like skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> and cleaning bills as cleaning well. Cleaning bills, yeah. Um, right, right. Uh, who else? Rachel. Yeah. Rachel is, of course, impaired and still trying to move past that and 
gain some answers as to where she is and how she can retrieve her, her, her power. Um, and Sarah is sort of thrown right back into the, the thick of it. I mean, she can't stay far away and sort of peaceful. That's not her nature, and that's also not the nature of her responsibility to all the to the mystery and to the clones, so, yeah. Right, right. There, there's very much a, a Godfather 3 vibe almost with the scene where she has to come <laughs> back, like, I just when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in, yeah. sort of thing, when, yeah. when, when we see her after her return. For sure. Do you, uh, was there, um, uh, for Kira, I mean, I feel so sorry for that poor girl who suddenly has her family <laughs> back. She's yeah. living in Iceland, which is a great place to live, as we all know, a great, great place to raise kids, in a shack. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and now suddenly she has to go back and get thrown back into it, too. I mean, at, at some point, is it just going to be too much for her. Well, she, we do feel like a shift in her, I think, this season, which is really great. Mm -hmm. And I think very warranted is a bit of an anger that Kira feels um, because, you know, she has gone through everything and been like this patient kind of adult in the whole situation. But she is a, she is a kid, no? She's yeah. kind of witnessed a lot of traumatic stuff. Yeah. She's probably a little bit screwed up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for yeah. sure. I wouldn't want to see when she's like 17. I think everybody yeah. on this show is a bit screwed up <laughs> having what they've experienced. A little PTSD. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But, but in this season, we actually deal with that. Mm. We, we tried to kind of, you know, let those things be real for, for her. Yeah. Well, one of the things, of, like throughout the show, and speaking sort of about uh, family and, and parenthood, at last season I felt the caster uh, storyline was sort of an interesting idea of uh, contrast with uh, Lita clones of nature versus nurture. So the so the caster clones are raised to be aggressive and warlike and 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 and, and, they're, and uniform to a certain extent. And Lita clones have been given freedom to be different types and personalities, but they don't control their bodies. That, that's, that's the big that seems to be the difference. It types into how they funnel male aggression versus apparently letting uh, women explore themselves, but only to a point. They can't own themselves. So uh, how, how do you think that is going to, how does that inform how Sarah raises Kira? How does, she, how, how does her, what she's learning, uh, sort of inform her, her sense of motherhood or, well, or I, th I think Sarah has a real deep need for freedom. And I think that extends to her parenting as well. I think there's something about, you know, she's deeply attached to Kira and loves her beyond all words, but she also loves her freedom. And there's like a a duality there that is a constant conflict for her, you know, so, um, and we get to explore that as well this season. I think her search for freedom and her search for like herself again in all of this and, and her identity in all of this outside of like the clone identity, but just her own personal identity in this is, is something that we start to explore. And that was some of my favorite stuff this season. Yeah. yeah. In general, the show, I mean, I have, I have, I have a son and a daughter, and, I, and the show has made me think a lot about how we raise kids and, and how we, and how we uh, type them and things. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what, how has it uh, made you think about maybe your own childhood, or how has that informed your character? This is where I do the psychiatrist thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's just something about, like, fr freedom and, and uh, the, 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 like, like, I was super supported to be whatever version of myself I wanted to be, and that's how I could become an actor. And some people aren't allowed that kind of freedom of, uh, of expression, so I'm, I, I feel really lucky to have had that kind of platform. And I don't, yeah, I don't know what you want me to say, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel very lucky. Deep, dark very... Yeah. We clearly need to talk once a week. We'll keep, we'll keep yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I, your parents are lovely. They're, they're, they're... Yeah, That's grandma came to set this year. <laughs> I know. My Oma they came hung, to set this year. She hung out on set a lot. Yeah. And it was, she hung out it with was Crystal. awesome. A <laughs> 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 little German Oma. But for, for, for the writers, I mean, how do you explore some of those themes, too? I mean, is that something that, that you think about, the idea of, of, of uh, gender and, and parenthood? How does that all factor into to what you're... Well, family and, and, and uh, motherhood and... And uh, sibling bonds and 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 the relationships, those that sort of dysfunctional family uh, feeling was something that was always incredibly important to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the secrets that are buried in in families, and uh, um, you know, uh, just the you know that the the the, the genetic sort of couplings and bonds that make a family is is that that's just stuff that we 
can't seem to get away from. Yeah. And no matter the, how yeah. deep the plot gets, mm. um, that's, that's what we always come back to that. And it's, uh, it's incredibly important thematically to the show. Yeah, uh, you're a non-biological family too. Yeah. The family you yeah. choose as, uh, as just as important as, the, as your biological family, sometimes more. I think there's something really interesting about Sarah, like the, the way people see Sarah as a mother is very interesting to me because a lot of people will say she's a bad mom and there's a real obsession with her being a bad mom and I'm so, like I just don't understand how you define that in, in what, you know, there's such, a, there's such a strong need to name her as a bad mother and I don't think she is that. You know, I think she's conflicted and I think we all have doubt and conflict in our lives. And I think there's a real thing of like women have to behave a certain way or be like fully so devoted to their children they have no identity of their own in order to be like but, a good mom. But I know? don't think that that's just... I, 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 I love what you said earlier about, about this sort of duality between wanting to be a great parent and wanting your freedom. Yeah. And I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, as a dad, I know that that's not necessary. That's not a gender thing. No, that's totally. Like but it's, I think it's something a, that you just kind of like. I think we allow is, for men to do it more so than we allow maybe, for women. Maybe, maybe. But I certainly, I, when you said that, I definitely. <laughs> when, when you said that, but. <laughs> I, 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 I understood Sarah a bit better when you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And I, I actually identified myself a little bit, too. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this psychotherapy hours are brought to you by <laughs> Nancy and Also, my like, God, you try contending with multiplicity and see how well mm -hmm. you raise your child. Yeah. <laughs> and people trying to kill you. And people trying to kill you and getting, like, locked in boxes. And yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're saying there's additional pressures going on. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously, a lot of uh, the season can be kept under wrap. But what, what can you? Uh, what can we be teased in terms of what uh, other things that, that we can expect to see this season? Uh, either familiar faces or uh, uh, a, a particular episode that someone should, people should really watch out for. Well, everybody's got to watch out for the premiere because uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all pretty excited about it, and uh, I think some steam will come out of people's ears. Um, uh, so we're in a good way. Super excited good about way. that. Good steam. Um, <laughs> good steam. Yeah. I don't know. We got lots of surprises this year. Lots of surprises. Some familiar faces. Uh, um, returning in strange ways. Uh, what else, John? Oh, God, don't put me on. Great new, <laughs> great new characters yeah, as really well. Great. Like, oh, yeah. Killer new characters. Um, that we can't talk about. Really? Right. Well, who? They were, like, publicly... Who, who? Uh, talk about them. We can talk about Joel, can't we? Sure, yeah. I mean, I can't say anything about his character. <laughs> <laughs> we, have some, we have some really cool character actors this year. Yeah. <laughs> Really, <laughs> it's 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 in, inevitably it's it's we love our show and then we come to things and you want to say stuff and then just like, I can't <laughs> say that. But I feel like and we, then people ask you questions and we can talk about we can talk a little bit about like the vibe sure. of this season in that. <laughs> Go on. Wait for it. <laughs> so well, dot. Jeez, <laughs> Dyad. We, you know, we know who. Di Why am I talking with my hands so much? Dyad <laughs> was very corporate, and we we have the figurehead associated with Dyad. We understand that villainy. Uh, now, Neolution is anonymous. It's not a company. It's a concept. So, my favorite part of this season, and one of my favorite things about, you know, the first episode, and and so much of what we investigate this season is, I just like the anonymity of the villain. I like, I like that we don't know who's pulling the strings anymore. And there's that, that urgent paranoia that the first season had in Sarah trying to figure out who, who was Beth Childs, who are these women, what are my origins, where do I come from, what is all this? We go back to that track we laid in the first season and it's just that it's that like runaway freight train. Okay, so many train references. <laughs> the first episode. Yeah, how many did I have there? Like at least two. Yeah. In one sentence. Runaway. Track we laid. Track we laid. Yeah. I like trains. I mean, my favorite. My, 
I think my favorite new thing that I, that it's not really a spoiler at all, but my favorite new thing this year is seeing um, a baby bump on Helena. <laughs> and, and, then, and then dressing Helena in Allison's clothes. <laughs> Allison slash Donnie's clothes. Like, it's, my, it's kind of my favorite new thing about season four. Because we were always just, we were like, couldn't wait until we could pass enough time in the show to have Helena visibly pregnant. Yeah. So that's something that to get Look excited about right there, don't you think? <laughs> I really like um, this season and seeing it more and more as we, as we get into cutting these later episodes. It's Rachel's determined search for, to regain her dignity. Mm. It's amazing. It's amazing. You do a great job with it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Mutual admiration. Uh, a, a, a quick parlor game I'd like to play before we, uh, I think, turn it over to the audience. That would be, uh, uh, what wouldn't some of the characters do? Uh, now, we know that Helena has a, has a interesting appetites and, and might get more interesting as she's pregnant now. Uh, she's eating scorp talking scorpions. She's eating tuna. Yeah. So um, what wouldn't Helena eat out of these three things? Uh, she, uh, would she not eat weak old sushi? Fried worms or Bambi? Bambi, for sure, would not eat Bambi. She'd be like, <laughs> I think Bambi's her favorite movie of all time. <laughs> she would definitely not eat Bambi. I think she does. <laughs> <laughs> she might skin Bambi and wear Bambi. Oh, okay. <laughs> she yeah, would that's never different. eat Bambi. That is so Ever different. Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jordan, what, what wouldn't Felix paint? Uh, his phallus. Uh, Donnie's phallus, <laughs> or uh, Donnie's phallus with a Donald Trump wig on top. <laughs> First of all, of course he's painted his phallus like 850 <laughs> times from multiple mirrored angles. <laughs> and he couldn't resist the politicized Donnie phallus with the Donald Trump wig on. Yes. I think he just wouldn't go for the straight up Donnie Hendricks phallus, okay. not because it's not Amazing. <laughs> but I think. <laughs> I think because, like, honestly, I just feel like that would that would be the it, that would be it for him. He'd be like, okay, I have to have Donnie. I can't have Donnie. <laughs> like, I just can't go there. You know what I mean? But for like an actu accurate painting of it, I Donnie would have to pose nude. Which he would do. And oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> well, I can see that. Season we get a season five. five. Season five, there we go. I'm story points, story points. Yeah. Um, okay, Christian, who wouldn't Donnie be kidnapped by? Uh, <laughs> uh, rogue Mounties. Ooh. Uh, oh. Angry Beavers. Um, <laughs> or the cast of Hamilton. <laughs> Donnie would definitely happily be kidnapped by the cast of Hamilton. 100%. <laughs> He's not giving away that shot. Um, boom. Yeah. Click boom. Sorry. Click <laughs> boom. Uh, he respects the Mounties, the RCMP, so he would not get, you know, dragged off by them. But uh, did you say angry beavers? Angry beavers. Angry beavers. Nice beavers, maybe, but no. You know what? No, no, no. Okay. He would allow the RCMP, he follows the law. So he would allow the RCMP to take him off, but the Anchor Beavers, they would not get one up on him. I'm sure he's gone camping like any good Canadian lad has. <laughs> so he can fend off Angry Beavers, no problem. Excellent. And Graham and John, I'll let you get in on yeah. the fun too, one day. Okay. Who, who won't learn their lines on set? Uh, Tatiana, <laughs> Jordan, or Christian? Who won't learn, who won't learn them? Yeah. Yeah, do tell. Well, I'm, you know, <laughs> everyone knows that I'm kind of just helping you guys all the time. <laughs> Pretty much, okay, psst, act. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to help them all Few three. Cards. Them, oh, okay. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Pieces, I, don't, you I don't know how to even yeah. answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> they actually show up with their lines, like, yep. in their heads. I don't wow. know how actors do that. <laughs> Maybe you want to tell your secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, buckle up. <laughs> Sometimes we don't, sometimes we say the lines, but then we say other lines that we've, that we just decide to say. Yeah, and sometimes, and there's sometimes, a reason we improv so much. I know, right. sometimes, sometimes the lines come very late to set. 
That's Graham. true. Yeah, Graham. Yeah. That's very true. Or sometimes you just stick it. a camera on us and say, just keep going, and I just keep throwing out improvisations about Delphine's hair. A lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the time in the writer's room, we just go, yeah, don't worry about that. They'll figure it out. Just let them riff on something there. It'll be great. It'll wind up on a T-shirt. We, if we let you guys improvise, it'll wind up on a t-shirt, don't you think? We do sometimes go, well, how should we end this scene? And we go, like, don't worry, they'll figure it out. <laughs> Make it work. Just let them run on. That's well, what happens late in something. this season. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, let's get this over with. Um, all right, let's turn it over to the audience. Um, any thoughts on how quickly and universally the Crystal character was embraced by the entire fandom? Any thoughts on it? Yep. Um, what do you mean? Oh, like, thank you. I've had a thought. <laughs> thank you so much. More! More! Two more! No. More! Speak like Crystal, please. Please, please. John loves it. John really loves Crystal. Actually, Jordan does a Crystal almost as good as Crystal. Yeah, Jordan does a great Crystal. I, I like impersonating all the clones in private. <laughs> or publicly. Or yeah, publicly. publicly all day today. But, but okay, so, but Crystal started, just quickly, Crystal started as, a, like, she wasn't going to be a character. No. She was going, we, uh, we showed up, you know, the beginning of, uh, season three, and we were just gonna have this girl, kind of party girl, blonde clone that we that we weren't even gonna record sound, and she was on a, secu- a su- surveillance camera, getting on an elevator with Rudy. Rudy. And then you showed up, like, and started riffing in this, vo- improvising in this voice. Just doing Jenny Slate. That just was like, <laughs> just doing publicity. It's totally stolen. It's all stolen. <laughs> and I, I called Graham and I was like, oh man, we gotta keep this girl. <laughs> we, this girl has to. This girl has to live. And then she shows up in episode eight and is just unbelievably awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. There you go. So we all fell in love with her. We did. Equally. Yeah. <laughs> Those are many thoughts on, on Chris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan, have you finally met Taylor Swift? Uh, <laughs> that's a big old no. Oh. Maybe she's oh. here tonight. T Swift, are you in the audience? I thought so. I heard her. She's here. <laughs> she's here. Okay, uh, good. She's here. I heard her. Uh, finally. Squad goals will be achieved. Yeah. No, I have not. I have not. One day, but I feel like there are some people that you just like, you just projected so much stuff onto. Like, so much stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That you just can't ever meet them because they are obviously, you've given them demagogue status and they'll never live up to your expectations. Yeah. I know, like, it's a sad part of my life. (laughs) We're here for you. We'll get through this together so, Thank you. Uh, tonight. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump, if two clones were running for president, uh, what would be their platforms and who would ultimately win? Oh, Allison. Allison, Allison would yeah. for sure win. All right. <laughs> Sarah would, be, like, not show up. <laughs> it would be Swear Allison. Allison. Crystal would think Allison she's, like, Rachel. for something. Yeah. Else. I want to see Helena's political. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be, like... Oh, Babka know. cake for everyone. Kill, yeah. <laughs> kill we'll everybody. Have many food. Yeah. Oh, she, she might be a bit Trumpy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> her, her ideas kind of. She'll build sound a wall like to keep the food ideas. in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and she's got the hair for it, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Just sh- shave she's off Trump the in the back. wind, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, how would we fill out the clone cabinet? I guess, would like Crystal be Secretary of Defense? Or, like, you know, how, how, how are we going to do that? Uh, <laughs> Crystal would be in charge of publicity. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a very weird dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Ooh, it's just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> All right, to all the cast, uh, what has been your favorite outfit to wear for your characters? We already know the smock, I think. (laughs) Tidy blueies, baby. (laughs) Listen to that. 
because every other set of wardrobe that I've worn on the show was like raided from my stepfather's closet. <laughs> like every, at the end of every season, they're like, we're doing a wardrobe sale. Uh, come on down if you want to purchase some of your stuff. I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, no, just give it back to my stepdaddy. Probably misses it. Yeah. We did a lot of underwear fittings for that as well. Thank you. Uh, I, I was in, there's, there's nothing like trying on multiple different types of small underwear I, I, I and posing in, I, for photos to be sent. Are there photographs? Sent. Because I feel like we could use them for references. For yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, we've got a few here. Oh, we've got, we yeah. brought a few. Why don't okay, we good. go to this? <laughs> Please. We've got Sorry. those, right? Yeah. Uh, we tried that, some different colors, yeah. <laughs> Lots of different. The blue, yeah. the blue was good. Yes. <laughs> I think the... Um, that green kimono from season one. Yeah. yeah. The one. Who wooed that? <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't woo that? <laughs> Bring back the kimono, I say. I'm, I'm, so, I'm game. That was really funny that, that when Vic hug you, hugged you. And like that was back, like the, was the first the... day of meeting everyone. You're like, uh, here's Med, yes, and this, this, and now we're going to put you in this thong and <laughs> show you to the world. <laughs> I think my favorite outfit's coming up this season, and it's a Helena, a Helena outfit. Uh, and I won't, oh, I won't yeah. speak to, but it's pretty amazing. Jeez. <laughs> How about you guys? Come on. What, 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 what happens to you? We're, like we're going to see this Helena, I, and I know of which she speaks. Oh. Um, <laughs> just put it this way. That will be a popular thing in San Diego We've got a uh, this July. We've Kasima in Ukrainian outfits. Oh, yeah. look, look up. Is anybody else dressed up? That's awesome. We like to do these things on purpose. <laughs> oh, nice! There's a Helena, a Helena oh, with the truck. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's pregnant! Yeah. Who else? Anybody else? That's amazing. Oh, Allison. We've got an Allison. Nice. Perfect. No Donnies. Great. <laughs> I think no probably Christians? I think probably one of my favorites was the Helena the bloody Helena Perlethian wedding dress. Mm. Which it's one? It's a classic. Bloody Helena. Oh, the bloody dress. Helena weirdo yeah. wedding dress. Oh, so like Helena in the precinct. In the when precinct. When she was dressed as Beth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the toque. Yeah. With all her hair jammed under yeah, the toque yeah. when you you know when you <laughs> ate the muffin? Yeah. Yeah. They love that. <laughs> that was gold. <laughs> and I, I like like a number of Jordan's outfits. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved your season one long with Null and I coat. I loved that coat. Oh. And, <laughs> the Richard uh, e. Grant coat. And there is like, like without spoiling too much, um, Felix gets into a little, like, a little sleuthing this year, a little help out Sarah with some sleuthing. And uh, he, he, well, knows, he knows how to dress to sleuth, like, <laughs> like no one else. I like I like this like this season too. I like how Sarah has evolved. Mm. The look oh, yeah. of Sarah and I really love the way it's got a really cool new vibe to Sarah this year. So that's exciting. <laughs> Sorry, that's Excellent. not that's not an outfit exactly. It's a, it's a <laughs> feeling. It's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what element of the show doesn't get the attention you think it deserves? Oh, VFX. Yes. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those cases where it's done so well that people don't notice it at all. Yeah. And like it should be winning all the awards because it is so incredibly difficult and so much fun to work on. And I think Jeff Scott and his team do such a bang up job with it. It's just it's it's incredible. And, and they make it seem not scary. Mm -hmm. Like nope. it it could be so tremendously scary. But they're always he's just like, no, nope, it's okay, it's okay. Like you just you broke our machine, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, the techno. The dolly. only time it's scary is when it actually breaks down, and we're like, okay, so the techno dolly is down uh, for the next ten hours. <laughs> you know, you have a flight to catch. That's not going to be happening. <laughs> that was my Joe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a nice mix of practical and digital effects on the show, too. It's always nice to see practical effects done really well, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank this you. season, yeah, too, there's some really great effects yeah. that are pretty horrific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't like being in scenes with them. They were so yeah. gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. The robot. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the killer robot. Yeah. <laughs> and BD-8 yeah. shows up, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Little beavers. <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Who would be the one to communicate with BB-8, I wonder? Who would be able to speak Ooh. his language? Who would understand him? Elena. Elena? Yeah, Elena. <laughs> All right, there you go. Go to answer. BB-8. Who's that? Have, uh, you seen, have you not seen Star Wars? Oh! oh my God. <laughs> I love it, it's so good! <laughs> BB-8 is so cute. BB-8 it's amazing. Shh, I... I <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? Force Awakening, what? Force Awakening? Jordan reads novels, like this Jordan, match. Jordan reads yeah, Nancy, I read. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Drew. Nancy <laughs> Drew. I forgot I sent you that photo. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a novelization of Force Awakens, so you can go... Yeah, you, you can yeah, read yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you want to start oh, there. I'm I'm in the middle, of, I'm in like the hat middle of the alchemist, okay. which is like, so right. I know, <laughs> I know, you're like, what? Were you what? reading that? No. Like, oh, yeah, no. But I had no, I, oh, I mean, right. I had time, but I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> look, net house of cards came out. I don't know. <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> um, this is something that's been teased in uh, some of the promo images. Uh, can we know a little bit about the sheep masks? What's up with that? I know, but I'll let them tell. Good. <laughs> the masks itself. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of debate <laughs> about what the mask was going to be. Mm. Right. About the sheep mask itself, mm -hmm. or okay. Um, I don't know what to say about that, really. I it mean, was I, your. It was your idea. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, me say. What do you, I don't. I don't know what to say about that exactly. I mean, it's it's part of. It's a way to do a clone scene with only one tat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you the where truth. it came from. <laughs> <laughs> so that Catherine could just stick the mask on Catherine. <laughs> have a scene. We never used it. Well, we went through image after image. After. <laughs> but that's how it started. Anyway. Oh, right. Image after image, trying to figure out, like, is it a crazy clown? Is it oh, a... Oh, God. <laughs> There's a lot of ideas. A lot of different ideas. That thing of, like, masks, right? And, the, and sort of, like, the same person having different... wearing different masks and all of... identity stuff. It's yeah. metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> exactly. Um... Tatiana, how do you prepare uh, for the clones impersonating other clones? Um, that's, those are really fun for me. I, am, I always start as the base of the character who is doing the impersonation. So if it's Sarah pretending to be Allison, I start with Sarah and I prep Sarah and Sarah's how I'm moving and where I'm physically working from. And often in the rehearsal, I won't, or the blocking, I won't even do the other character. I'll just speak with Sarah's voice. And then when we roll, I'll see what comes out. <laughs> I'll just like let it fly. Um, so it's really fun and kind of embarrassing and, and there's a lot of you know, slip ups and stuff that kind of live and exist. Um, and I sort of just let them, let them be, yeah. Uh, all right, it looks like we have a, uh, a, a death match for scene here. Uh, if you, which scene is your favorite? Uh, the sisters dancing at Felix's or the dinner party with uh, everyone? So basically, clone dance party versus clone dinner. Go! Well, clone <laughs> dinner, because I got to witness it and be there <laughs> in it. That, that actually meant a lot to me, because uh, just the way the schedule worked out, that was the last scene that I shot in season three, so... That was like the close of the season for me, and it was such a fitting scene to work on for two mind-spinning days. But it was so much fun to see everybody in the cast, the clones and the auxiliary characters together, and it did have that ending to the season that sort of felt like this, this sense of security, like, okay, we're, we're safe somewhat, and of course, no, we're not. But, you know, like, it was, it was and it's, it's way... It's very, very difficult. It's a miracle that we didn't spill wine over those two days. Like one person didn't knock over mm -hmm. a wine glass and ruin everything. Like it was actually very difficult in terms of all the placement and the moving and timing of everything with the whole cast, not just like Tat, who's an expert at it at this point. It's all of us working as a team. So that was very special for all of us to be there together for that, I felt. Yeah, I like the dinner party, I think, so much because of the interaction between, like, you and Kevin, and, like, Josh was there, and Maria, and Jordan. Like, it was just not... And, and our awesome, like, doubles, like, you know, Catherine and Bailey and Heidi, who play the other clones when, when we're doing it. Like, everybody just showed up and was, like, so game, and we, like, 
improvised within a clone scene, and I don't think we've ever done that no. before. No, that's crazy. Yeah, somehow we figured that out. That whole bit I, with the bobcat cake. Yeah, the bread, <laughs> yeah. Like, the explaining what bobcat meat, meat bread. Meat bread. Yeah. Meat bread. Yeah. That's yeah. all the improvised, bread. and it's yeah. very difficult well, to improvise when you're shooting things in layers. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> It like, I don't know how work. it happened, but it just I don't did. know how it Here's happened. Here's how it happened. You somehow remembered what, one of your characters that you played, like, two characters ago. <laughs> improv with in a take, and you improv with yourself two characters ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I don't think you waited. What's your uh, clone clone dinner, clone dance party? I mean, I liked the dinner. I, I loved the dinner because I got to do it with everybody. But I, the dance party was like the, that was the first thing that we ever, like the first time we were ever going to do something like that. And it was this like, and what people didn't see after the dance party was the crew dance party, <laughs> which was so much fun. And like, I, th I think the first time we rehearsed the, <laughs> the first time we rehearsed the clone dance party, like we were just going through the motions of it, kind of haphazardly, and the script supervisor Mel couldn't hold it together. She just burst into tears, and we were like, "What's going on?" She's like, "I'm just so happy to see them all together." <laughs> 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 Hasn't even happened really nice. yet. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. There was, yeah, there was something romantic about it. And your character was the real, like a like a linchpin in that scene yeah. of how you directed it, right? it, it, it was, because I wanted to see, I wanted to see the, the real technical trick to that was wanting to see Felix touch and interact with as many of the girls as possible. So many. Within, and it was kind of like one elaborate shot. We cut it up, but it's basically like where Jordan would be, you know, Felix would be dancing with Sarah and then kind of just get off camera just enough so that he could come back in to frame and interact with Allison mm -hmm. in this part of the song and then get out of frame again and get back in to dance with Sarah. Mm -hmm. Like it was a really kind of neat thing that you got to be with all three, all, all three and, and, and it's, I like, I like the, those sorts of technical challenges for our show because it's what makes it, makes, the characters gives that just that other that added layer of believability where you just you just can't kind of see see what's happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. and and uh, I don't know I lo I love that part that just yeah. to get get all those girls together for the first time that was the very first time we got all those people together and then get you to interact with them I think it was really really it's fun. I it's, thought that was really special it's fun when like the <laughs> Sorry. What, what happened? Sorry. Nothing. I didn't do anything. What did you do? <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> it's fun when the parameters to do something like spontaneous in the scene. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Whatever. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> no, please, Christian. I literally was doing nothing. It was me. I bumped my mic. <laughs> Oh, man. So I know I don't have to ask these guys if we want to see a season five. I know the answer is yes. Uh, how are we feeling on season five? Are we, are we feeling good about it? We kind of have to finish season four first. Oh, right? come on. Yeah, we really have to? We're still kind of finishing episodes right now. So we've got to kind of do that. And then, yes, <laughs> we're of. excited to do season five. Aren't we, team? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be clapping. I've heard plans. It's like a red wedding. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Clone wedding. It's not like that. It's not like a red wedding. Some of the past seasons have been uh, semi-serialized. Are you thinking of this one as a, as a closed book ending? Or are we going to, can, can, you, can we tease a cliffhanger? What's sort of your, your thought process there? In terms of the end of season four? Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, well, we do like our cliffhangers. Okay. Um... I don't think we can really like help ourselves. Right. Just give away the ending of the whole season. Yeah, right. Why not? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> okay. That's a good cliffhanger to end on. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming out tonight. Thanks for listening. 92i Talks is supported by a generous endowment established by Daphne Reconati Kaplan and Thomas S. Kaplan. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and find more great conversations at 92yondemand.org.